Hey. Christmas Eve in New York City and around the world for those who celebrate it. This is the Facts in the Porcupine Podcast. We're trying to catch up on episodes, but I felt a unique and interesting conversation going back to the episode the time that New York City needed help. We needed help with nursing. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. And as you may know, from this young lady from Alabama. Now she lived in Tennessee. She went to Georgia to help. She said I needed to come with the heart of the virus. Because back in her state, they took it as if it wasn't no big deal. But at the same time, the lack of equipment, the lack of PTV, took that challenge in Paul to come and assist us in New York City. We are so ever grateful. But you know what it was? I met a beautiful Left her children. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine she and Facts got on a plane or a bus Welcome. she got to New York. And she walked into hell. But you know what? came from experience, she came to help us, she left with the knowledge. New York City nurses, if you're out there listening, you were made a tremendous, a tremendous compliment. I mean, she gave you guys a compliment that is truly worthy of accepting someone from an out-of-state that they just don't get it. That virus was hell. It's still killing us. And here we go again. Welcome, my friends are sick. I know three people sick. People are sniffing. CDC's putting out warnings. Wear a mask. Don't sneeze on the plane. What are we up to again? Biological warfare. That was in the quick morning madness. Somebody came to give us Without further ado, this was I held it back. They were canceling people. They were doing all of this shit. But here's a good reminder of what the hell we want. Which I am doing. I'm just getting some feedback and information. We're talking about COVID, but the funny thing about COVID is the nurses. The, the nurse got to travel out of town to come to New York to assist us with this crazy pandemic. I was at a hospital. I saw how overwhelmed they were. But what I was fascinated about, mostly every nurse on that ward, half of them were from out of town. I'm here today speaking with a beautiful young lady who came all the way to New York. And I'd like to say, hi, my name is Reggie Sweeney. What's your name and where did you come from? My name is Latricia McGee. Hi, Mrs. McGee. Born and raised in Alabama, but I've been living in Tennessee for three, for about three years, and I came here from Tennessee. All right. What was the reason why you came to New York? Um, where I was, um, COVID wasn't as bad at the, at the time, and I noticed a lot of nurses refusing to take care of those patients, and I just had figured that I was gonna, as a nurse, we're gonna have to take care of care of them anyway. They wasn't making PPE available 
where I was and, and requiring the nurses to use an N95 one for a whole week. So you mean to tell me you came, you were born in Alabama, mm -hmm. you lived in Tennessee, mm -hmm. and you heard there was a call for nurses? Mm -hmm. Uh, a national, nationwide call for nurses, but the reason what you, one of your, you mentioned that you guys in Alabama, Tennessee, in Tennessee, mm -hmm. how was the spike there? Was it? It wasn't bad. It now wasn't it bad. is. Now, now it is. And you were not happy with the way they were equipping uh, the nurses to perform their duties. No, and they were also treating it like it was, like it was a New York problem, and like we, like it was, like it wasn't gonna come to the south. Right. So it wasn't coming to the south. I just figured that as a nurse, we're gonna have to deal with it anyway. So why not go where I can try to help people and serve them, and go where the resources are there. That in the event that if it does make it to Tennessee, I'll be more prepared on how to handle it. Wow. So you came basically for one, the experience. Mm -hmm. Two, for because you were working in an environment where you mentioned earlier one N95 mask per week per and some, nurse, doctor. And some jobs didn't even give that. Because I, I float in a lot of my jobs, and some of my jobs didn't even give that. Wow. Um, this is my second assignment. Okay, so you're. this is your second assignment. What was your first assignment? What it was in Georgia. Oh, so you went from Georgia to New York. Mm -hmm. Okay, because your spike in your state wasn't as severe as it is in New York and in the other places. No, in, in the facility I went to in Georgia, the National Guard had took over. Okay. We had the PPE before we even went into the building. Right, right. So I you had to be already PPE up. Ready. We had to several staff members right. along with patients. That was going to be my next question. Um, have you seen many nurses in uh, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, come to this um, disease? Did they have a problem? Did, have you had any uh, fellow employees that passed away from COVID because of the lack of the proper equipment? I've had co-workers that have gotten sick. I haven't had any to pass away, but I have had, had some. One nurse, I guess, figured, I don't know, she wasn't wearing a mask. Wow. By the time I had made it up here, she had been in ICU for 14 days. Wow. Interesting. So, what do you, how do you compare the healthcare system from the two, from the three states that you of experience. You have Tennessee, Georgia, and New York. Was there any patient disparity? How did was it discriminating against patients? Was it some of the nurses were just so petrified that they were afraid to do anything? How did they treat low income patients versus upper uppity patients? People it's the same, same in Tennessee. Um the one thing that I noticed in New York that I didn't probably won't see um, in Tennessee was how willing they are to say that somebody's positive. Oh, well, this worker's positive. This patient's positive. It wasn't like that in Tennessee. It's try to cover it up. So they kept a blanket over the overall crisis in itself to keep mm -hmm. their numbers down. But now they're spiked out, as you mentioned a little earlier. Yeah, oh, well, this patient's having symptoms, but we haven't gotten a test yet. As opposed to the facility that I'm at in New York now, the moment they start having symptoms, we move them. Right. Now, so, you're working where in New York? What hospital? Because I, uh, my I, sister was in Lutheran. No problem. No, that's right. Because you mentioned your name. And that's well understood. And then uh, anything that you can say that being a nurse and you travel a lot of, of distance, because it seems like you've got a good heart, 
but you came here with the, the, the where the heart of the lion is. This is where where the action is. Our curve is starting to steady, mm -hmm. go back up a little. You know, if you notice, but it was down. Are you are you familiar with that? Yes, but it, the problem is with COVID is it's starting to. I and I saw it in Georgia as my assignment ended. People start retesting positive. Was there any reason why? I mean, you're a nurse, but you we just couldn't figure it out. We had patients where we were getting tested twice a week. Right. Here, I'm getting tested once a week. Right. We, we all get tested to make sure that we don't have it. How are patients retesting positive when we're moving them and they're not in the same rooms as the as a positive patient was? Right. I started noticing it in Georgia, and we're noticing that that a lot here. How did how did the um your other colleagues, far as you're the nurse? How did the orderlies work out? How was their disinfected process? You know, were they able to keep the rooms clean? Um, were you guys so overwhelmed that you couldn't really? It was just because here, when I went to a hospital, I went to the Lutheran. My sister had COVID. And I saw the nurses having many patients under their wing, under their care. And that, that caused it. And another major important question, were they putting people on ventilators in these other states, like Tennessee? Was yeah. that a high ventilating state when you went to georgia did you see them using ventilators yes. but here in new york are they are they are they using ventilators not as much as the other states the facility that i'm at when they get to the point where they need to be on there they send them out we have more stable sort of COVID. so they, they broke up the patient population versus severe people that needed ventilators versus people that just had the symptoms. And also rehabbing people after having right, COVID. Right. And the symptoms after COVID are devastating. I've seen... Can you give young, me a few of the symptoms? Yes. A, a young, I've seen several young people, 30s and 40s, around my age, having stroke-like symptoms. Wow. Like half of their body doesn't work. Wow. They've had, like, pressure injuries from being in ICU. Oh, wow. So, so that, this particular... Um, virus attacks in many different organs yeah and you could recover but the damage because when i had covid in 2019 i had it all the headache the no taste the nose the loose the weight I, I couldn't even walk three feet without being tired and that 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 literally got me scared but i had a strong immune system and i was able to fight it off thank god but this is very interesting so after they recover you still have to deal with getting rehabilitation, almost like getting them back. And it's sad because you think of it as a respiratory illness, but a lot of people our age are having stroke, stroke wow. -like symptoms. From the age of 40 under, right? Stroke. Wow. It's really sad. That is interesting. I've, I've not, I haven't heard that. This from... one guy, young guy, he's a father, um, came in and one side of his body doesn't even work. Could you oh, imagine mercy. like getting COVID and then not being able to walk or move one side of your body? Lord have mercy. Wow, that is it's... unbelievable. And would well, you know the age of that gentleman? About 32? Uh, he was 30. Okay, he's in his 30. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. And I had another one that was in his 40s. Oh, wow. And, um, yo, slow down. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Far as I can always edit. So, what, what what can you take with you, you? You mentioned earlier that you came here because if you can, it's always the old saying, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. Have you learned anything that you can take back to your colleagues and especially protect, protect, protecting yourself? Because you mentioned you were married, no mm -hmm. children, or no, you know. I have three. You have three children. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Nice. And obviously they're probably with mom, uh, you know. Yeah, with my grandma. Right, grandma. And so... 
with that being said, do you plan on going back? Because if our current flattens, would you consider that you came and you added to the success of getting the curve down? Or is it, and, and I wanted to ask you about pay. What's the difference between Tennessee, Georgia, and New York in respect to the dollars? Is it, in other states, you make, you make a little less, but in other states, you make a little more. How did that work out? I'm not familiar with how much New York nurses make right. or how much they make on a regular pay scale. And yes, as far sir. as the COVID jobs, because they're in different states, you don't necessarily have to come. So it's like the same pay wherever state. Right, because the president... on which travel agency. I think that the um, the government has uh, allowed people to... Uh, uh, let, me, let me just get that. The government, from what I'm hearing... They're compensating the, the um, yeah, no, the first responders, the first responders, which is, yeah, thank you. Our state is, um, is um, sponsoring, first, uh, um, you know, first responders are getting so much priority, which is right, and they're getting an, an extra, like 250, uh, I think. Yeah, I believe so, and it was a $25,000 bonus or something like that that they are claiming. So, um, you travel far. We want, we appreciate you coming here. So, do you? How do you see our healthcare system? How do you see how our hospitals operate compared to the ones that you've been in? Um, y'all have a lot of hardworking nurses, a lot of very educated, smart nurses. But as far as healthcare system, I don't like the way New York treats their nurses. As far as like management, the way they talk to you, I'm not used to that. Well, you, oh, you come from Tennessee, so it's a, the vibe is a lot different. But as I met you, I said, what a nice person. I know you're not from New York. You do that. So so you're saying that management, the administration way, they treat them, um, we're a tough town. This is a tough state. So, you know, it's not it may come across. It's not the work. It's just how you treat people. And appreciate your workers that are working hard. But I don't feel like it's a lot of that. Do you see that because we have a serious crisis and everybody's on you know, they're under a lot of pressure. Okay, so this doesn't know. Okay, I can't get you to say nothing kind about a management. So, so <laughs> no. but you did say that the nurses in New York are hardworking compared to the other states that you've been to, you know. I met a lot of smart, very smart, just awesome nurses. They're very educated. So, it's, I mean, I, my hats go off to the, the nurses that work here. They, I can say I met, I haven't really met those type of nurses where I would fear to be in that facility. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. And I have seen it a lot from where I'm from. How do you like this governor? You hear a lot about New York governor. You hear, how was your Tennessee governor? So was it the governor that allowed the people to take it for granted? Because uh, you said that they wasn't really taking it serious in a roundabout way. You know, uh, that's your opinion, but, you know, nothing. You, so... But um, interesting, you gave me a lot of insight, especially on the recovery. Once you, 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 they were successfully, they were positive, but they had these after effects of the disease, and they were young. Mm -hmm. And have you seen a lot of the elderly, or the older people, like under that, um, that, that uh, there was a thing, if you're over 50, over 60, and uh, you got to be careful. What was the patient population? Just about even? You got young, old? I have young and old. Young and old. Wow. Well, I, I got to thank you. I hope I'm not missing anything. You like New York? I love New York. You wouldn't stay here, though, right? Uh, it's tough. I would because I'm a 
me, I'm be the, I'm gonna be who I am regardless. That's right. That's any state I don't travel to, I'm gonna be myself. So that doesn't scare me if people are gonna be rude. I can be that bright light in the dark world. Exactly. But as far as my children, I know my children wouldn't like the close proximity. Right. Right. Like the first thing my daughter asked was, "Is there a park that we can go play?" Yeah, there is. There's no park. Yeah, no, we got a lot of park, but not even out. You're in. You're. You're. You're a little far away, but you have to locate the parks and know where they're at. Yeah. And um, another thing, what I wanted to say too, um, is are you are you proud of your profession? I am. Because you got a good heart. You gotta have. You know, it's a, it's a not easy profession. You know, you see it a lot as a as a young woman. And I um, mean, you know, we appreciate you coming here. I am. I feel like a lot of nurses need a swift. I don't know if I can say this on your phone, you can but say a swift kick in their ass because. You can't not take care. Why would you even get into nursing and say that you're scared and you're not going to take care of a patient when we're nurses? That's what you chose to do. Well, in all fairness, can we say that an unknown disease would put that type of fear? No. no. You're there. You, you took an oath to... What is the nurse's oath? I never knew, understood it. Like they did. I never said it. No, there's no oath. We said something in nursing school where we held... Five like miles a, an hour, man. We held a um, teacup, but I can't. It's been a while. All right, you held a teacup and y'all said it. <laughs> I just know that it shouldn't. That shouldn't matter. That should be the last thing on your mind because you're on the front line, and if it hits your family, you're gonna expect a certain level of care. So don't don't be below what you would expect for your own family. Right. Without nobody knowing and seeing your face, what? How do you see the African Americans and the, the lower income people? Was the same? concern that you had about the care that they received versus someone white? Did you see any disparity in that respect? You talking about where I'm from? No, no. Well, even you were in Tennessee. Me, I don't see any right. When you were in Tennessee and Georgia, they, they, that's why I them. And, um, you know, you have a lot, the, you know, the states different make up of the population. But, um, so here in New York, didn't matter who you are, you came in, they worked hard to try to save your life. Basically. I ain't gonna say work hard. They just I, I pretty got much work and try to do the best that they can. What I can say about um as far as COVID yes, and the experience I had from the three different states, I don't think that they separate that by gender. I think it's sick and not sick. Right. And when somebody's positive, sometimes the nurses, you know, who don't have it are nervous and are a little scared to go, even if they are on a COVID unit. Right. They still have that stress of going in. And I can see a difference as in the enthusiasm to go work with a co you know, the positive patients right. as opposed to the negative right. patients. Right. Well, I'm going to recap. New York has better PPP equipment. Yes. Tennessee, one mask per week. They're getting better now. They, they don't better. want to get sick right. from what I'm hearing. Georgia, how was that PPE set up? They, they, they... they gave us plenty of PPE. The only problem is unlike what you see in New York, like you're looking around now, everybody has a mask on. I was getting ready to ask you a question. Nobody enjoyed this. Steve, I think Steve, I think Steve Harvey yep, was saying, right, Steve Harvey was begging people in Georgia and other states to stay home and to wear a mask. So you're happy to see that everybody in New York that's, is wearing a mask. That's what I've been telling my friends. That's said, a wonderful thing. Too. I appreciate that. You'll feel safer. Okay. Well, thank you for your time, for your in-depth information. I'm going to use
it's another podcast with the Porcupine and Black Experience. This is Reggie Sweet. We're in New York City. Black Lives Matter. Uh, Memorial for Mural. And I'm so proud to get this information. This is really important because this is unbelievable information. And, you know, you hear New York came to help out Man, so as I deep down and try to get clear up the phone, there's certain interview conversation that, you know, I, you got to pick the timing. I thought this was the right time because of what's going on now. There's no excuse for us to really, you know, no matter what side you're on. Or whether you're still not vaccinated, that's your business. But the virus that came here. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine Biological and Facts Experience. I lose. Welcome. Or maybe this guy. You know. But I always had this weird thought about it. Because if you look back to all of the things that were said, you heard what she said about guys are good and being good there's a lot more people that go in life and we just know that the particular jobs and things have changed with personnel that when you take on these hopes Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome in the door. But I hope you heard what she said. If your family doesn't you would want the best care that they can receive. And she stated that she hoped you would do the same. The same care you want your baby to receive, we would all hope that you guys are doing that for humanity. Now, there's another troubling thing that was on my mind. Uh, Even though we're in 2023, heading into 2024, now it's back and facts experience. Welcome. I mean, I saw people. People are going back to the hospital. We need to pay attention. All those folks that did cover for came away with you know, you know, illnesses. I'm worried about kidneys and all of the flushing of them. What was placed in our, our bodies, whether it's vaccinated, the vaccine or not. And it helped me. 
But what happened to all those damn ventilators? They said New York had just sold all their ventilators. So you sell the ventilators. Oh, we get hit to another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. A country holds back on PPE. No one wants to listen. And here we go again. They say it's going to be around for as long as we all live. I listened to the current of the number one thing that kills off animals, you name it. And I stand to be corrected if you have a better answer than you know. But this was a conversation that I wanted to wait because of her position. Mommy don't use names, but here we go. It's oh, another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Well, I, I know some people that was a few current. Some vaccinated, and others are not. We gotta keep an eye on what the hell's going on. And now China's got this pump, I mean, to speed it up. What the hell? Really well, she came here to help. I hope she's got the pay that they created, no matter what state they came from. Somebody asked me a question, they, they were wondering about the people that were released from the refrigerators. Were they ever identified? Did they ever get their birth certificate? Not to rehash a horrible incident. Oh, it's another the people podcast that are here that the Porcupine and, and, here today and that Facts Experience. Welcome. Have a chance to help mankind by trying to follow the protocols that will stop infectious disease and spread. And we will always never forget the people we lost. We will going to do a show. Uh, I know a lot of people come on and just say their name, put their spirit out there, and they will things because that shit was hell. And if food is bad, and this is bad, and that's bad, but what is going on? This woman came, lived on and out of town. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine and joint. Facts Experience. Welcome. The Belly of the Beast. New York. That was like a horrible, horrible infliction and a disease. We lost my girl. Nice people. They were still fucking big. They say this is the Facts of the Porcupine Podcast. This is just something to think about, a reminder, and a caution to say, I gotta live my life, I gotta watch what I do, you don't have to squeeze off, you eat off, yeah, you know what I mean, they remember, they were worried about people walking on the sidewalk as people spit urinate, picking up COVID, bringing it in the house, but yet you put your feet on the train seats. It's another podcast of the that was just something that I want to get out experience. Welcome. We got a lot of people in the country. Call us here. 
They, they ride their population to their destination. This is the facts in the Porcupine Podcast. Oh, Stay safe and clean that nurse. Appreciate her for coming and doing her job and saying what she said. Treat people the way you would want your family or your infant That was cool. But I still would love to know. What a coincidence it is that that the ladies wasn't right. But where did they go? Where did they go? Where did they sell them? That's just it. You know how that goes? I'm just kidding. You know, but they always, you know, we forget things. They claim after two years or three years or 18 months or whatever time frame, people go back to their normal habits. Yeah, you got the facts of the Porcupine Podcast. Oh, it's another podcast of the Porcupine and Facts Experience. Welcome. Let's think. Christmas Eve. (laughs) Stay